0: Good morning. Thank you for tuning into the Automation Morning Show for Thursday, January 26th. My name is Sean Tierney, and we'll start off with a look at what's new in industrial automation. And our first story here is a new product from Banner. This is an inline fuse for your M12 connections. So if you have any area where you've had some uh, devices get, uh, you know, shorted out or destroyed or, you know, surge of power, then this device, you would put it in in line with that M12 connector and it acts like a fuse. So I saw this this morning, I wanted to share it with you. There's a two amp version and a three amp version. There's also a way to use this with a non-class two power supply to get a class two rating. So check it out. And our next article is, now I don't know how new this is. I haven't been to automation networks in a while. We've covered them in the past. They've sent in a couple devices. Uh, We even gave away one of their devices. I think it was a USB to Data Highway Plus device. But in any case, uh, I thought of them this morning. So I went over there to see what's new with them. And uh, they have a new EtherCAT to Modbus RTU gateway. So you can see here the EtherCAT ports where you bring in your Ethernet. You get a six pin terminal block on the back. And that's where you would do your Modbus RTU. And some details about this guy. um, It does support some other protocols on 485 as well. So you can see those here. Um, Some of these I'm not familiar with like AO Smith, but uh, in any case, it's not just Modbus RTU, although that's probably the most popular one, right? And uh, there is a limitation on how much memory it has. So it has up to, let me pull that back up here. It does support CAN open over EtherCAT as well. And it supports up to 254 bytes in and out. So you'll know if your application, if that's enough. So with that, I did want to share that with you. These are great guys over here. They make a ton of different cables. Uh, Check them out if you get a chance. Next up, we have a new article from Festo, and this is about a boxing machine, or or more specifically, uh, a machine that folds boxes, you know, takes the flat pieces and then folds them and glues them into a finished box. And uh, it's a very interesting article about this machine, how it works. It actually can do something like 40,000. It can fold 40,000 boxes. Uh, per hour. And so when you're boxing, when you're making those, that many boxes, um, the glue placement has to be very precise. You don't want to waste glue. You don't want to, um, you know, make the box stick to another box by putting glue on the wrong side. So they go through and they talk about the new Festo um, device that's in here that makes this product possible, giving them very accurate gluing of this uh, box machine. So of the boxes going through the box machine. So I wanted to share it with you. It was a very interesting article and then over at DigiKey, now this title may trick you. It says how to make smart factory actuators more productive using IO-Link. But what I found is this article is a great IO-Link primer. So if you don't know what IO-Link is, or you need a refresher, or you work with a colleague who needs to know what IO-Link is, I thought they did a great job going into like the history of IO-Link, what standards it's based on, then how it works, how you need an io file. I just think they did a phenomenal job in this article. So I wanted to share it with you all. And, um, you know, if you know anybody who needs to learn IO link, this may be a good place for them to start. Next up, we have a new article from the folks over at ISA and automation.com. And this one is from ID TechX, and it's a report about emerging sensor technologies. So it's a really interesting read. I, I'm not going to paraphrase it for you because it gets really deep into like CMOSes and flare and all kinds of stuff. But um, if you're interested in the future of sensors, you know, all types of sensors, you know, heat, you know, um, all types, you know, um, in any case, this would be, this would be an interesting article to check out. Next up, we have another article from ISA and automation.com. And this is about how an automation system revolutionized bacon production. And yes, I mostly include this because of the bacon, but um, look at this machine. It just looks so cool. And this is, uh, you know, you put the, the, the meat in and... Out you get, it's all cooked and ready to go to be sliced up and sold on the market. So I thought it was uh, this, what they call this spiral bacon smokehouse. I thought it was a very interesting article. If you're into that type of uh, automation, um, I used to have some OEMs who worked on machines like this. Not exactly like this, but like this. And I always thought it was so interesting. So uh, check that out if you think that's something you would enjoy reading. Next up, we have our pub crawl. This is where I go across the internet and look at all the new publications from all the major vendors. I'm still adding vendors to that list. But uh, in any case, over at Allen Bradley Rockwell, I found a brand new catalog on miniature circuit breakers and electronic protection modules and fuse holders. You can see the bulletin numbers right there. Okay, 1492 is a big one. And uh, this is a a great uh, catalog to have on your hard drive if you're using these devices. I mean, like other uh, selection guides we showed you from other vendors, it's just extremely well done. It has all the information you're going to need to choose uh, whichever models you need. And it's brand new. So if you want to grab a copy, there's a link to all these stories over at automate.news. Now let's go on to our next uh, piece of literature here. This one's from Siemens. This is actually detailing the Ethernet IP connector for WinCC. So if you use a WinCC the SCADA version, the PC version. I don't know. I don't think this covers um, the non-PC versions, but it may. Um, I don't have the PC version, so I I wasn't uh, looking into that. But in any case, um, if you do use WinCC, this may be something you want to grab if you have to talk to Ethernet IP devices. So with that, the final piece of literature on a pub crawl this morning is a new brochure from Schneider talking about DCS migration solutions. So all the big manufacturers have DCS migration solutions because, you know, a lot of the DCSs are getting very, very old and people are looking to replace them. So, you know, we covered one from a different vendor uh, earlier in the week and I wanted to uh, share this with you this morning. And next we have our product spotlight and I'm spotlighting my coffee coaster here. Nope. I'm actually spotlighting my collection. This is a great way to support the show, the site, the blog, um, and, and all our efforts. And this is our, uh Collection number one is all of our videos from 2013 through 2020. Now, if you get the physical edition for 35 bucks, that includes free shipping. Um, You'll see, you'll get the USB here, right? And what I don't have in here, because it doesn't fit actually inside the case, is the uh, actual listing, a printed listing of every single video that's on the USB. Now you could copy this to your file server in your office and let people watch them from there. There's no problem, this is not protected. It's just my, uh, my videos, it's, um, um, they're all copyrighted, but there, you can copy it to your server if you want to. But I did want to show you that, and you can see there's over 287 videos on that USB. It's over 29 hours. The USB 3.0 is $35 with free shipping. And uh, the digital version where you download everything, and we'll take a while to download everything, but you can download it all digitally or just stream it anytime, is $30. And um, both options are detailed here at the link. And uh, I kind of go over it here in this video. And here's the picture of the, uh, if you get the physical edition, this is also on the uh, USB stick, but I include a printed copy because I know sometimes that's just the most useful thing to have is saying, hey, I need to know how to use a message instruction on DataHollyPlus. And you can go through and look for it. So with that said, that is our product spotlight for today. Let's go on to our next section and this is our event and there is an event coming up that i found this morning this is actually detailed in the wednesday blog over at grace they do a blog every wednesday they're very very um, regimented and it comes out every wednesday it's really good Um, and this this blog is similar to the previous blogs we covered from them and it really just tees up this event coming up on tuesday january 31st so that's next week okay 10 a.m central time okay and I don't think they meant daylight savings. Is it, will it be daylight? No, it'll be January still, so it won't be daylight savings time. But in any case, yeah, I make a lot of typos myself, so I'm not one to throw throw stones at a glass house, right? I do love their, their uh, cartoons though, and here's one here. Um, and I'll just let you read it. You can read that for yourself. So with that, let's move on to our next segment here, and this is our video file. No new audio podcast today, but there was a new video. And this, I found this over at the Opto22 blog. And this is a live demonstration of implementing MQTT Spock plug. Okay. And so those are two different things, right? So MQTT and Spock plug, right? So in any case, here's the video here. If that's something that interests you, they actually help you because this is kind of a long two hour show. They actually give you... You know places to tune in to see specific things so i thought that was extremely helpful thank you Otto. really appreciate you doing that but uh that's our video file for today and next up we have our tech tip for today now let me go ahead and bring up my vmware so in my previous tech tip i covered how to get rslogix microstarter Lite. i know that's a mouthful for free along with rslinx classic you need that that's the driver in rslogix emulate 500 that's the PLC emulator. So yes, you can use RSLogix MicroStarter Lite with the 1100. If you want to use it with all MicroLogix, you can buy the Micro, RSLogix MicroStarter. I think it's $200. The price changes a little bit over time. And then um, if you want to program Slick 500s and micros, you can get RSLogix 500. Okay. But that's very expensive these days. So in any case, um, what I wanted to show those people, let's say you are one of those people who have, you're supporting Slick 500s and PLC 5s maybe even MicroLogix, and you're like, okay, you showed me how to get the free software, Sean, how do I use it? So I wanted to give you a quick tutorial on that today in today's tech tip. So what I'm gonna do first, I'm gonna open up RSLogix Micro Starter Lite. <laughs> We're just gonna call it RSLogix Micro from now on. And uh, what I'm gonna do here is I'm just gonna do File New. I'm gonna create a new file. I'm just gonna use the lowest possible. You can see only 1,000s, 1,100s I listed here. I'm gonna use the lowest possible one. And what I'm gonna do here is I'm just gonna grab what we would call an Allen-Bradley language. Well, first, because it's because it's Allen-Bradley-Rockwell, uh, we have to insert a rung. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna grab what we call an XIC, what other people call anomaly, open, okay? And then I'm gonna grab an OTE, which other people call a, uh, a coil, right? So here, I'm gonna just put the first input and output on these instructions. So let me just go and grab the input. And I'm just going to drag it right onto to the, uh, the input instruction. And then what I can do here is go up one and I can take, well, nope, go down two. <laughs> so now what I can do here is go down one and I can grab the output and drop it right there. OK, so this is really the most, the simplest PLC program you could have, right? Directly proportional. Um, you know, where you're using an input and an output instruction, okay? You could just have an unconditional output instruction on the rung. You know, we do that in our course. We call that our run light. So if the PLC is in run mode, that light's on. But here, this is like a light switch, you know? We, are, we actually go in how to do like a two-way switch and all kinds of, you know, ands, ors, xors, nors, and all that in our courses. But in any case, just for this tech tip, I want to keep it simple. And of course, with uh, RSLogix, you want to click here to verify it. No issues. Everything's good. So now let me save this. I'm just going to save this as this is, uh, call it ATT 2 two. Cause this is tech tip two. Okay. And now I'm ready to download it to my emulator, right? And run it. But wait, you have to do something for us. We're going to go into RS links classic. Okay. And in here, I need to add a driver for the emulator. Okay. So let me hit the, uh, the uh, cable button here and I'm going to look for, the emulator 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 there it is right there okay add new accept the default name i'm going to accept this default address and click on close okay now i have an emulator driver but i have no plcs on that network to download to so what i'm going to do here is i'm going to actually start up the emulator now you will get this nuisance error just ignore it okay there is a edit you can do on the in the registry to get rid of this but um you could also just click that, <laughs> but if it starts annoying, you just search the web for, you know, a logic, simulate 500 windows, uh, you know, registry error. Uh, but in any case, so what we have to do is before we do anything, the first thing we have to do in our emulator is we have to load a file for it to emulate. We can't download to nothing. So let me go grab ATT two. I'll click on open. I'm going to give this an address of one on my virtual network and click on. Okay. And then, you know, I can put it in run here or I can't, it doesn't really matter. I'm going to put it in run. So now if we minimize emulate, we come back to our slinks, we can see that we have a virtual PLC running there, right? And it's a 1000, that's the one I chose. Um, and now if I wanted to, I could, if I made changes to this, I could now download to it, com system comms, right? And I could uh, select my virtual PLC and go download to it, but I didn't make any changes. So I'm just gonna go online, right? boom. And now I'm online. You can see it's in the run mode. I got green power rails. You can see this is off because it's an emulator. There's nothing in the world to turn real world to turn on. Now, because this is an emulated PLC, because there's no physical IO modules that it's reading from, right? I can actually just toggle this bit on right here, right? Toggle on pretending I'm pressing a push button and holding it down. And now I can see the outputs on right Now, Um, if this was a real PLC, you couldn't do that because the input scan would be writing over it like every, I don't know, 10 milliseconds, really fast. So you can't typically toggle on. You could force it on, right? So we could do a force on if we wanted to, and this particular controller forces are always enabled. But in that case, I just wanted to show you just a quick little tech tip on how to um, use that free software I showed you in the previous tech tip. And with that, I hope you found that helpful. And with that tech tip done, let's move on to the rest of our news for today. So let me, uh, alt tab back over to our news stories. Now, if you want to learn about the micrologics, right? You want to learn more about it. Maybe you want to learn about different models, right? I actually have over 160 articles and videos up at the automation blog. And so I put this link at automate.news and you can go and you'll see all, anything I've done in the micrologics, you'll see it all here. This is where I, uh, set up an encoder for it. This is where I showed you how to download the software. These are some more videos. Um, Usually S stands for automation show, P stands for automation podcast. Um, So this is the automation show here and uh, just all kinds of uh, articles and videos on the micrologics. I actually went and looked it up in the, inside the software, the website software and it said 168. So Um, check it out if you want to learn more about the MicroLogix controllers from Alan Bradley. So with that, let's move on to our next uh, segment here. And this is our community segment. And uh, this is automation.locals.com, where you can follow me completely free. Or if you want to support us with one cup of coffee a month, then um, you can post in here, you can reply in here, you can send me direct messages if you have something you want to ask me, but you don't want to make it public. Um, you can do that as well. But again, you can follow for free. We want to appreciate we have over a thousand people up here following. We have, um, I don't know how many supporting us, but we really appreciate all of you. And uh, that is our community corner for this morning. So now I want to just remind you, if I missed some news that you saw in the last 24 hours or anytime, please feel free to send it in using our send in a news tip form. Okay. This is at the automation blog and you'll get that link and all our links from automate.news. Now, let me go to uh, the next segment, which is wishing people a happy birthday. I just wanna wish you all, if today's your birthday, have a very, very happy birthday this Thursday. And uh, if you're not celebrating tonight, maybe you're celebrating on the weekend, I hope you have an awesome weekend. Uh, With that said, I do wanna wish those of you who are connected with me, I invite everybody, in Industrial Automation, to connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, if you are connected with me and you have your birthday in your profile, You'll show up on this list. So, I want to wish all my connections who have a birthday today a happy birthday. So, that includes Sean, uh, Jazzizma, Kassan, Rad, James, Chris, Chris, Michael, Eric, Richard, Samuel, Ken, Anthony, John, and that's it. So, I wish you all a happy birthday. If I mispronounce your name, my apologies. But I do want to wish you all a very, very happy birthday today. And with that, we'll move on to our final slide here for today, or our final website for today. It's automate.news. Every link I covered in today's show, you'll find right here on this very simple website. And then now, once I'm done recording and done editing and the videos rendering rendering and uploading, I will be going over to theautomationblog.com and creating a text version of today's episode and also including the video and the podcast version of the show up there. So that's what this link will go to when it's ready. And that way, if you're someplace where you can't watch the video, you can read what's new today over there at theautomationblog.com. And with that, that's the end of our show. I want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy day to spend a few minutes with us this morning on the Automation Morning Show. I want to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy week. And until next time, my friends... Peace.